it's time to begin, isn't it? You know, last week we, uh, we started this series, Time. Ecclesiastes 3.1, it uh, says, For everything there is a season, and a time for every matter under heaven. And some of your versions, it says, A time for every purpose under heaven. And we talked about the fact that life is all about time. There are times of successes in our life and failure. There are times of celebration and and complaint. There's times of possibility and hopelessness and times of great gain. And there are times of loss. And if you weren't here last week, I'd really encourage you to go to our website. You can watch or you can go to iTunes and uh, download the, the podcast for the weekend. But we said last week that the evil one, Satan, has this agenda. And he wants you living life saying, I can't. He wants you living life like you're doing time. Like he he gets excited if you live life like you're wasting time. He loves to get you stuck in time. He wants you frustrated and angry and defeated in life. And we talked about that's no way to live. Nah, I just can't. I just can't. I can't fix my marriage. Can't fix this. Can't get out of debt. Whatever. And Jesus kind of called out the evil one. You know, in John 10.10, he says, The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. In other words, Satan comes to steal your confidence to kill your confidence. Actually, he wants to destroy your confidence because he can destroy your life. And Jesus said, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. And we talked about the fact that you can in Christ, who gives you the strength, that you can live with a kind of confidence, and you can say, I think I can, because Christ will give you the strength to do it. So basically, you can live life saying, I can't, Or you can live life saying, I can. And so that's what we talked about last week. Again, I'd encourage you to go online and get caught up with us. I want you to imagine for a moment. You ready? I want you to imagine that everybody likes you. Everybody approves of you. No matter what you do, everybody thinks you're awesome. All right? Back to reality. It will never happen. Aren't you glad you came to church today? It'll never happen. It is completely impossible. No matter what you do, You cannot please everybody. Now I want you to imagine just the opposite. I want you to imagine that pleasing other people is really not of much importance. But rather, pleasing God is the most important thing that you will do. And what you will find is you will wake up every day with a passion and a purpose and a focus in life because you know who you are 
and you know what you're created to do. I believe God wants that for all of us. It's part of God's design. Can you imagine that for a moment? Christ followers, isn't it time that you begin that kind of walk? And here's the kind of the rub. Unfortunately, when it comes to approval, we get this backwards. Most of us want people's approval. And we want that more than we want God's approval in our lives. In fact, most people will choose popularity over purpose when it comes to approval. What do you think about me? Is is this okay what I'm doing? Do do you like me? And here's the problem. If you do not understand the purpose of something, you, you will very likely misuse it. If you don't understand the, the purpose, your purpose, it, it's very likely that you will end up experimenting with this and that and kind of stumbling through life. You will never do what you were created to do in this life. I remember uh, when I was in junior high, I was playing football, and uh, they issued uniforms and equipment for the first time. Now, most of us had never seen all the equipment that we got. And so we're kind of suiting up, and we're trying to figure out how everything works. And we're trying to figure out how to put it on. And I, my buddy, Ricky, he gets all, all suited up, and he goes, I'm good to go, I'm good to go. And I look over, and he's got his uh, athletic cup, like a breathing apparatus. And he's like, I can't get this to stay on. And, and the other guys in the locker room look at him, and then they just immediately turn away, and they're rolling their eyes, and they're laughing and everything. And so he turns to me and goes, I, I think it's broke. I can't get it to work. It won't stay on. And I'm, like, horrified at this point. And I finally, I just said to him, I said, I think maybe you're doing it wrong. Go ask coach. Friends, if you don't know the purpose of something, you very well may miss it. And the fact is, many of you don't know your purpose. And if you want to know the purpose of something, you don't ask the thing. You ask the one that created it. If you want to know the purpose of something, you don't ask the world. Hey, what's my purpose? You ask the one that created you. And yet, many times, and I, I think it's almost by default, we, we look to the world, don't we? Do you like my hair? Do you like my, my clothes? Do you like my car? Like my house? We think about the job I got. What did you think about what I posted? You know, how about that tweet, you know? Do, do you like my picture that I posted? I mean, it's been filtered and edited many times. What do you think about me? And so by default, without even really realizing it, we literally, 
are living for the world's approval and we let the world define us. Do you like me? Do I fit in? Am I good enough? Too many people find their meaning in what other people think. And they forget all about why God created them and the divine purpose that God put in them. And if you want to know your purpose, you need to ask the one that created you. Creator, sustainer of the universe. Our God. Friends, if you're trying to please other people, instead of pleasing God, you will miss your God-given purpose in this world. You know, when somebody talks about purpose, uh, I think most people get kind of confused. In fact, I think some people kind of freak out when you, you know, what's my purpose? What's my purpose? It's a little bit like the twilight zone, you know. Ooh, purpose. And and so let's kind of unpack that word purpose for a minute. First, let's talk about purpose, capital P. You know, why am I here? You know, what's the big reason that I exist? You know, is it to be a missionary or cure cancer, whatever, the big thing. That's where everybody wants to start. And I want to suggest to you, you start lowercase p. Think about your purpose day to day. Think about it moment to moment. You know, serving God in in a particular situation with that particular person. So that when you're looking at that lowercase purpose, let's say you're having a conversation with somebody. And as they talk, it hits you. You know, my purpose in this conversation is to be a word of encouragement to them. Or to be a voice of warning to them or whatever. See, that's a purpose in the moment. You know, maybe uh, you see someone that has a need. And it just hits you. I could meet that need. And so you have that moment where, wow, God, I I could do that. And so you do. That's a purpose. You know, maybe you work with someone that's kind of off the chain. And something happens at work. And the Holy Spirit taps you. You know, prompts you. You get this feeling like, I think I'm supposed to pray for them. See, that could be a purpose. Again, lowercase purpose. It's a day-to-day, moment-to-moment thing that happens. And when it comes to purpose, you have to start lowercase. Oftentimes, see, you feel like, God, I don't know my big purpose in this world. But I do know in this moment, right now, I know what my purpose is. See the shift? What happens over time, the more you're in tune with God, the more you're listening to God, the more you pursue God and what God wants you to do, the more God gets involved, helping you recognize what what you should do in that moment. You know, Paul writes this, Galatians 5.16, he says, my instructions walk in the Spirit and let the Spirit bring what? order to your life. 
Apostle Paul talks a lot about walking in the Spirit, allowing the Holy Spirit to, to prompt you, guide you, to help you make good choices. Oh, God wants me to do this. God wants me to say that. You know, God wants me to help them. God wants to use me in that particular situation. And when you, you are faithful with enough of these lowercase moments, bam, at some point along that walk, enough lowercase things, you will realize what the big thing is that God's called you to. You will realize that God is trusting you in more ways, bigger ways in your life. Why? Because you've been faithful with the little things. And then God says, I'll trust you with the bigger things. And if you start living each moment of your life with complete obedience, do you hear that? Complete obedience, not partial, complete obedience, full surrender, where your attitude with God is, I'll never let you down. I'm not going to let you down. I will do the hard stuff. At some point, the capital P purpose gets very, very clear to you. And at some point, you go, wow, that's, that's what I was created for. It's the power of purpose. It's the power of purpose in your life. Now it's time. Now it's time to build. It's time to build from the bottom of the pit, as the song says, right to the top. Don't hold back. I'm going to do whatever I need to do to fulfill my purpose in this moment. And purpose is is powerful. One, it'll reduce distractions in your life. What do they think about me? You know, why am I not like them? Why, Why do they have stuff I don't have? See, what happens in life, if you don't understand your purpose, you start comparing your life to everybody else's. But we compare everything, don't we? We compare our educations, our jobs, our paychecks, our marriages, our homes, our cars. We even compare our kids, don't we? Paul says, don't do it. It'll mess you up. He says, don't compare yourself with others. Just look at your own work to see if you've done anything to be proud of. I've said this over and over through my ministry. Comparing is debilitating. It's distracting. It's destructive. Do not compare. There's nothing to gain out of comparing. You either become arrogant or you'll, you'll beat yourself down. You know, when you have purpose in life, it really reduces that distraction of comparing yourself. There's a guy in the Old Testament, uh, Nehemiah. Nehemiah, he understood his purpose. You know, Nehemiah's heart is broken because he finds out that his hometown of Jerusalem, that it's in ruins, that the walls have been torn down. And I will tell you something, this is just a little heads up. Anytime you find yourself upset about something, and I'm not talking about, oh, I burned the cookies or, you know, the internet's slow, I can't stand it. But, I, but I'm talking about you look at something, you go, that's wrong. That's just wrong. You know, inequality or injustice, or you see a need and you go, it's just wrong. Somebody needs to, to do something. That should be a little flash for you. It's that holy discontentment 
that we've talked about before. And when you're discontent, that's part of God moving you. It's, it's a key to purpose. It's a key to purpose. Nehemiah, he hears this call from God, and so he ends up, he, he returns to Jerusalem. And he has a God-given purpose now. He's going to rebuild the city. And so Nehemiah, he sets out to do what everyone said was impossible. He, he rallies the people. He's leading. He's working with them. And he's doing exactly what God wants him to do. And then the enemy of God rises up. In fact, they didn't like God's plan. They didn't like the fact Nehemiah was going to do this. And Scripture says uh, Samballat and Tobiah, they start hurling insults at Nehemiah. He's up on the wall working. They're like, you can't do this. You'll never get this done. This isn't going to happen. In fact, you better stop or we're going to crush the people of the city. And Nehemiah, he, he's listening to them. And this has been my observation in life. When God calls you to do something and you start doing it, you take that step, there will be distractions. They're hurling insults at him. He's up on the wall working. The enemy's shouting at him. He hears these voices. I, I got to guess there was moments where he doubted that he was discouraged because he's, he's hearing this. And I love what he does. It says, so I sent a messenger to them, guys that are trying to get him sidetracked. It says, I'm doing a great work, and I cannot come down. He's up on the wall. Why should the work stop while I leave it to come down to you? I mean, basically he's saying, now it's time to build. You know, from the bottom of the pit to the top, I'm not holding back. I, I don't have time for this. I'm doing a great work. I'm not coming down. I am not giving up on what God wants in, in my life. I'm fulfilling that purpose right now, and you're not going to distract me. And some of you just need to hear that this morning. Don't come down off the wall. Just keep doing what God's called you to do. Don't get distracted. Let it saturate your, your heart and keep you moving. You know why? The distractions are dangerous. They'll derail you, and they will steal, kill, and destroy your God-given purpose in this life. I remember when I first was studying for ministry, and uh, people would say weird stuff to me. And once in a while, someone would go, well, why would you do that? You're wasting your talent. See, it was a distraction. You know, I'd see friends from high school. They'd go, hey, what you doing these days? Studying for ministry. Oh, you still pursuing that? You ought to go into business. You ought to do something that'll matter. You know, or or I, I loved it. They'd go, uh, I could get you a real job. <laughs> Distractions. Same thing when we started the church. People would say, you can't, you can't start a church. It won't work. It was a distraction. I had buddies calling me that I'd been in ministry with for years, and they go, stay where you're at. Play it safe. Distractions. Friends, I felt called by God. And each time, 
and I've done this most of my life. The I did the only thing that I know to do, and I did the only thing I knew to do at that time. And that was to completely and fully trust God and move forward in obedience. And I had no idea where it was going to end up, but I had to be faithful in the moment. This is my purpose. You know, now is the time to build from the pit to the top. Don't hold back. It's not time to look back. Just move forward. You have to remind yourself on a regular basis what God's purpose is in the moment. I'm not talking big, long-range plan in the moment. And if you're faithful, if you're faithful in that moment, lowercase moments, lowercase purpose, if you keep working and you keep building and you're faithful with those little things, at some point you realize God has trusted you with something much bigger than you ever imagined. If you're a follower of Jesus Christ, I challenge you. Isn't it time that you start doing that? I have no idea what God's purpose is for you. But God's got a purpose for you today and tomorrow and next week. You know, maybe, maybe for some of you, it's, a, it's, hey, get out of debt. I feel like God wants me to get out of debt. Start moving, start building, start doing the things and being faithful to that. And I will tell you up front, when you take that step, some people will make fun of you. You know, you'll be at work, and they'll go, oh, yeah, that's right, you're not going to lunch with us. Enjoy your peanut butter sandwich, man, we're going to go have a feast. See, it's a distraction. Why are you still driving that old beater of yours? distraction just move forward and do what God's called you to do you know isn't it time to build from the pit to get to the top you know don't look back don't hold back I mean some of you that are parents you may feel like God's calling you to kind of scale back in your life to dial down the schedule why so you can spend more time with your kids and your family well, get prepared. People are going to go, why are you scaling back? Why are you saying no to things? You can do everything. Why didn't you take that job? You know, it paid a lot more money. Distractions. You just tell them, I'm doing a great work. It's time for me to build, and I'm going to get out of the pit, and I'm going to get to the top, and you do not hold back. You just keep moving. See, purpose in life reduces the distractions in life. There is power in purpose, God-given purpose. You know, I'm not living for the approval of people. I'm living for the purpose of God, and whatever God wants me to do, I'm going to do. It's time to begin, isn't it? Isn't it? See, it reduces the distractions. It also allows you to push through the pain of life. When you have a purpose, it gives you motivation. It keeps you going, even when it hurts, even when it's painful, even when it costs you in life. In fact, I will tell you that the path to your purpose, whatever it is, has pain. It will cost you. It always has pain. Always, always, always has pain. Do not think you're an exception to the rule. 
It was for Moses, it was for David, it was for Esther and Mary, and it certainly was for Jesus. And it will be for you too. Because when you're doing what God's called you to do, when God calls you to do that, your spiritual enemy will attack. I do not worry uh, when I'm moving along in life and I have problems. I do not worry when I have struggles. The times I worry is when there is absolutely no resistance. Because I know, and I've figured this out, that when you're in the sweet spot where God wants you, you will always have resistance. And there will always be pain in life. You know, the story of Moses, it's in the Old Testament. But in the New Testament we get kind of a snapshot of his life. And the writer of the book of Hebrews puts Moses in the faith hall of fame. And so if you don't know Moses' story, just a little background, Moses, he's born a Hebrew slave. But through some miraculous events, this baby ends up being adopted. Pharaoh's daughter adopts him, raises him in Pharaoh's home. So... Get the tension here. Moses, he's born into poverty, and he's born a slave. But he ends up living in the royal palace, and he had a lavish, extravagant lifestyle. Moses could have chosen. He could have chosen comfort over his calling. He could have had popularity instead of purpose. But Scripture says this, By faith, Moses, when he had grown up, what? Refused. Refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Moses could have lived a life of ease. Moses could have had a a great career path. He had fame. He had fortune. He was in line with Pharaoh. Royalty. But Moses saw people, his people, being mistreated. He couldn't couldn't ignore it. See, Moses heard God's call. And in the middle of God's purpose in that moment, he realized what he needed to do. And it defined him. In fact, it would cost him the next 80 years of his life. See, Moses understood who he was, and he understood who he wasn't. Now don't you understand? I'm not changing who I am. Not happening. See, he chose God's purpose. He chose to be the person God created him to be. Not who he wanted to be, who God created him to be. Two different things there goes on he says he chose to be mistreated along with the people uh, along with the people of God rather than enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin Moses chose God's purpose for his life he makes a conscious decision he didn't stumble into it 
He knows he's going to face pain. He knows he's going to face suffering. He knows he's got a sacrifice. And he does that and ultimately delivers an entire nation from slavery. And he takes them to the promised land. I mean, it's why we're talking 3,000 years later, we're talking about this guy. Friends, when you have a purpose, it keeps you moving forward in spite of the pain. And at some point in your life, you have to decide what's important to you. What's important to you? What is it? What's important to you? It's not something you decide haphazardly. It requires serious consideration in life. Moses, he prioritizes. He weighs the cost. He thinks it out. It says he regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as of greater value than the treasures of Egypt because he was looking ahead to his reward. In the Greek, uh, regard, it means to consider the options, to evaluate the worth, the value. (laughs) Moses considered God's will for his life of greater value than the treasures of Egypt. I've been to Egypt. I've been in their museum. Wealth, wealth like you've never seen. And he understood that God's will was of greater value than all that stuff. And he sacrificed. He was able to face the difficulties and the pain and the pressures because he understood there was something greater. And friends, when you understand God's purpose and you understand the value of faithfully following, I believe you can face anything in life. But you've got to decide what's important to you. It will define you. It will determine what you value. It will determine how you spend your time and your resources as to what you put in that spot. Let me ask you, right now, I'm not talking big, big picture, but right now, what's God's purpose in your life? Here's the follow-up. Are you being faithful? Whatever it is, whatever popped into your head, maybe that's, are you being faithful? Because when you're faithful, when you're doing what God wants you to do, when you're being used for God's purpose in that moment, opposition doesn't deter you. Pain will not slow you down. You know why? Because you're doing what God wants you to do. God's purpose, it, it reduces the distractions. It pushes the pain out of the way. Notice I didn't say it goes away. There's always pain. But it helps you get through the pain. And it empowers you to please God. Nehemiah, Moses, they were empowered by their purpose. They, they avoided the distractions. They faced the pain. There, there, there was pain in their path, but they kept going. And their purpose is what kept pushing them on. You know, why? I'm, I'm pleasing God. 
This is what God called me to do. I was created for this, for this moment. I can do this. And friends, there are numerous accounts throughout the New Testament where the disciples, they, they would be out preaching and, and teaching about Jesus. And people would say, quiet, Don't, you can't teach about Jesus. We do not want that taught here. And so they ended up getting arrested and imprisoned and beaten. On one occasion, Peter and John, they're, they're preaching, and the lead leadership, uh, the religious leaders of that day, they, they tell him, stop. Stop preaching in the name of Jesus. You can't do this. I was thinking about that. Here we are 2,000 years later. The name of Jesus still riles people up, doesn't it? Peter and John, they're told to stop. But they couldn't. They couldn't stop. They couldn't abandon because it was their purpose. God empowered them to press on through it. And I love the, the answer. The, they tell them, they say, quit, quit preaching in his name. You've got to stop it. And they answer this to those. They say, we must obey God rather than human beings. They essentially say, we can't stop. We've been forgiven. We, we've been transformed. You can beat us, but we're coming back, and we're going to speak. You can put us in prison. And just a little heads up, last time, angels got us out of prison. You can do what you're going to do, but we're going to do what God's called us to do, and we're going to keep preaching the name of Jesus Christ. Friends, you must obey whatever it is that God wants you to do. You must obey. Did you hear that? You must obey what God wants you to do rather than pleasing people in your life. You can try and please everyone, but you can't. In fact, some of you, you need to hear that this morning because you're being consumed because you're trying to please everybody, and it's eating you alive. And I will tell you, friends, it is a dead end trying to please everybody. Gave it up a long time ago. It will keep you from God's purpose in your life. See, you've got to make a decision. You, you can please everybody or try. But if you do that, you're not going to please God. You've got to please God. That's something you can actually do. You know, how do you please God? Well, you, you, you're faithful. You're faithful. When you live a life of faith, it pleases God. When you are obedient, that pleases God. When you're obedient to God's purpose in the moment, you know, you have that moment where I think God wants me to, and you do it, that pleases God. When you die to yourself, and you let Jesus Christ live through you, you please God in that moment. See, you can please God. Can't please everybody, but you can please God. And get this, when you're obedient to God, when you faithfully follow, it sets you free from trying to deal with all the opinions of everybody else. Sets you free from this thing that you can't do anyway. We are called, Christians, we are called 
by God, to live according to God's purpose in our life. It's why Paul would later, he'd write this, he'd say, we know that all things work together for good for those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. Being loved by God. I mean, that's an awesome thing. And, and don't misunderstand me. There's value to comfort and popularity. Okay, I get that. But there's greater value to God's calling. Serving God's purpose. Being faithful in those moments. Again, you can't please everybody. But you can please God. And you just got to make that choice. And it's a day-to-day week-to-week, month-to-month, year-to-year thing. And the decisions you make, the decisions you make today will determine who you become. Did you hear that? The things you choose to do today will determine who you're going to become. Now do you understand? I'm never changing who I am, who God created me to be. I challenge you, be who God created you to be. Not who who you'd like to be, not who everybody else wants you to be, who God created you to be. Isn't it time, Christians? Isn't it time you please God with your life? We're going to stand in a word of prayer. There'll be prayer teams down front here. You know, maybe you got got something you just go yeah i need to please god i know what god wants me to do it may be little it may be tiny just move toward it just go toward it if you know god's pushing you toward something calling you just take the step just say pray for me you don't have to tell him what it is pray for me i know what i need to do when i leave this place and i'm gonna do it I'm going to do it. Let's bow in a word of prayer. Our holy God, God, you have created fearfully, wonderfully, every single person here. God, we, we all have people in our lives and around us. And, I mean, culture is going to tell us a whole different way to live. But God, I pray we just tune out the distractions. And then we just zero in on what it is you'd have us do. You know, when we leave this place, what's our purpose today? To be looking around us, to realize when you nudge us or something we're supposed to say or someone we're supposed to reach out to. Or, you know, God, maybe our, maybe our purpose just to encourage someone in our family. Be a voice of reason in someone's life. Maybe you're asking us to step up and do something that'll be life-changing for someone else that's pretty small in our world. God, whatever it is that we would uh, not care about what everybody else thinks, but what you think, we'd be faithful in those moments. 
God, I pray that Faith Fellowship would be faithful. We'd make a difference in our community and in this world that uh, we'd not worry about what everybody else thinks. We just seek your approval, God. Use us. Help us make a difference in this world and in eternity. God, we give you the glory, the praise, this day and every day. God's people said, let's continue and worship together.